Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, America. Do you like music and dancing? Do you like the best of Afro-American content, but presented in a non-threatening way? Yep, research department says you do. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Being on the show reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Macbeth. What's the quote? <laughs> Whoa, I didn't realize this was a trial. <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Looks like we're going to need some gas. Oh, well, how much gas do you think is in there right now? Well, it's on E. You know, look, oftentimes, Jerry, he lends me his car, and I find myself in a situation where the car is almost out of gas. But for a variety of reasons, I don't want to be the one responsible for purchasing costly gasoline. <laughs> so you want to know how far you can drive your friend's car for free? And now. Hello. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 30th of May. What's up, drama llamas? Mm, okay. I like that one. Okay. I'm good with that. Hey, a um, lot of show. Right. To get to mm-hmm. today. Right. But first. And now, a breaking news bulletin. Oh. Mm-hmm. And now, a breaking news bulletin. This is London calling. Here is a news flash. Live, local, late breaking. We interrupt this program to bring you breaking news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Larry King, and I apologize for bringing you this startling information this evening, but there is some late-breaking news that I thought I should make you aware of. I'm Jensen. sorry, we're out of time. Yeah. Jensen Alley, apparently the Woodward and Bernstein of uh, the 21st century, <laughs> Thank you. yesterday really put in some work on the Topanga Plaza story that we discussed first thing yesterday morning. I think, uh, Jensen, I think it's up to you to at least bring us up to speed with where we were when we left the program yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to win a Peabody, I should explain why. So here's what happened. There is a mall near my house owned by a Westfield Corporation. It used to be called the Topanga Plaza. It is now called the Westfield Topanga Mall. There is a sign, which you can see at Kevin and Bean on social media that says Westfield. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But above that, Topanga. That also makes sense. But before Topanga, N-G-A. Almost as if it was supposed to repeat Topanga, Topanga, Topanga over and over again, Mm -hmm. and they had cut the sign. So why is that there? It bothered me so much. And it's not separate from from Topanga? It looks like one word when you look at it? Just one word. And it's even like sliced on the sides a bit, so it didn't make a ton of sense, and it kills me every time I drive by it. Well, especially since... There's one interpretation that is very racist, and that concerns me a great deal. Well, are you having that theory? Yeah, because I didn't well, see that. I, I at ne- all. never even hit my mind. None of us. What are you talking about? I mean, it's just the letters involved. <laughs> right. If somebody wanted to. I don't I don't think any of us thought of it. So I'm just like, well, I'm more of... concerned about what you saw immediately. It's like a Rorschach test. Right. right. And you've uh, clearly failed it. I saw National Geographic. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. We're all talking about National Geographic, okay. right? Yes. Okay. okay. Right but on. a lot of people, because National Geographic 
obviously racist. It sounds racist. Uh, Thank you. A lot of people thought North Garage access. It's not on the north side of the street. It's not even on the north side of the mall. So You we, also went to the other garages to make sure yeah, there wasn't there's no a SGA. SGA. This is yeah. insane, the amount of work that's been put yeah. into this. So. Uh, lots of tweets yesterday of people being like, I live near there too, and it has bothered me. Well, other people who said, mm-hmm. I've never seen it before, but boy, I'm never not going to see it mm-hmm. now. <laughs> uh, so that's how we left uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And Allie, who will also share your Peabody, maybe win a Pulitzer as well, you mm-hmm. decided to take it upon yourself to get in contact with the powers that be once you were alerted to the problem. Um, I'm sorry. Share my Peabody. This was all me. He posed oh. the question. I solved it. Listen, oh. all I'm saying is that yeah. uh, Deep Throat always needed a partner. Uh, and I see myself as uh, integral in this. In this, like, I mean, you have Emmys already, so what I'm saying is maybe don't. Don't be selfish. See, this is what happens when there's a little bit of success. It it breaks the family part because everybody fights about who deserves it. You know what? I would not have looked this up and won my Peabody and Pulitzer had it not been posted. We'll be like John Mayer and Alicia Keys. I'll give you the... You take the top, I'll take the base. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. I'm Alicia Keys. (laughs) This is the best. Okay, so I... on the bottom. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, Guys, I did very little... I, I looked up Westfield Topanga mm-hmm. and emailed are you trying them. To, are, you, are you trying to not win a Peabody? <laughs> right. Yeah, you should say you had Listen. to like you had to go there in the middle of the night. Right. Right. You right. had to crawl under a space of yeah. barbed wire uh, to get all there. All of that yeah. as well, just to and send hope, the email. Uh, and I hope you were at least arrested and mm-hmm. then refused to divulge mm-hmm. your well, sources yeah. on First Amendment grounds. Absolutely. I mean, you have, to, you have to put some equity into this, Allie, if you're going to win this. Yeah. Thing. The mm-hmm. police came by my house yes. and they're like, "We can search your computers," and I'm like, "I don't think you can." Good. And then the mayor got involved. Oh, that was Good. San Francisco recently. That's right. Okay. Here's what I did. I just emailed their marketing people and I emailed the company above them and mm-hmm. said, can you settle this debate? Great. None of us know what's going on. And they were shocked to get an email from anybody in the public, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all the last times you know, they got an email. We got one! The keyboard flies with dust. Every, I mean, it's just, it's just people with spider webs. Well, I mean, who's contacting them? Let's think about that. I mean, I have a lot of mall questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you don't contact them outside of this thorough investigation. Oh, probably not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe you didn't have to take any time off. This is what's shocking to thank me. Thank you. Thank you. It, yeah. Is, I really thought you'd you have hmm. to you know go back to the Library of Congress and right. uh, you know just get in there deep to track down the history. At of least the... a subpoena, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But you, you, you did yeah. this job while you were doing another full time plus job. Oh, it took I a year. It. it took a year for journalists to take down Harvey Weinstein. Right. It took uh-huh. you hours to answer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I heard back yesterday from the marketing manager. Her name is Eliza. Thanks for getting back to me. Mm -hmm. She said, here's the real answer for you. Oh, very excited. Mm -hmm. So she didn't give you another uh, a name of a guy who's dead, but now you have to track that right. kids to find out if you can get access to the storage facility where his stuff is. She, she vi- goes, goes through his diary. You get a clue. Uh, visits the tombstone in the rain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just got an email back. First thing with the answer you were looking for? There were just really sad shots of me in front of a garage that I thought was his. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He had moved from there 20 years prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of those. No, just, uh, just an email back. Topanga, which means where the mountain meets the sea, is the name given to the area by Native American indigenous tribe, the Tongva. I mean, technically, the uh, mountain doesn't reach the sea. Okay, back to you. 
Wow. I'm just saying it's now not anywhere near the ocean. I'm just saying it's not people. near the ocean. Oh, hate her. Wow. I'm just stating got, facts we got, here. We got, white man, uh, we got right? one guy. Yeah, we got one guy who saw NGA I'm just and saw the worst. Facts wow. here. And another guy who just wants to take it to Native American definition. It sounds racist. Sup, hey, colonizer. Uh, hey, uh, William Barr, why don't you let us handle the investigation wow. here, all right? <laughs> oh, wait, this part is redacted, so I can't <laughs> oh, no, no. No. Okay. no, it is uh, given to the area by the Native American Indigenous Tribe, the Tongva. The sign is in honor of the original tribe and its original naming language of that area, Topanga. Okay. And that's it? What more that's did everything? you want? I, I Something mean, better? See, in the defense we of a lot of our listeners, there were some people, not a ton, but mm-hmm. there were some people who were able to figure that out. Yeah, there's some article shocking. on, like, horses or something yeah. that people kept sending. I'm like, wait, what? what okay. I well, wasn't going to click it. Oh, I did. Because I am a stand for in the Tongva language, though? Above land or something Above like that? Above and uh, it's, yeah, it that's not like a, in my email that is the thing. It's not uh, the P, uh, from the people of or anything like that. It, it does have a bit of a prefix to it, yeah. It's, it, it's more like above land or something like it. It has like a locational mm-hmm. prefix. And also, this is shouts, deeply unsatisfying. Shouts, that's I, what I'd say. I went on to Twitter and tried to figure out the first person who said it to us. Pepperoni Playboy, a uh, a of common course. a of common course. contributor to the uh-huh. show, did bring it up pretty quickly. But it wasn't the most, I mean, you know, just a handful of people did some research. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm so happy we got the final answer. We got the final answer. It leaves me dissatisfied. Well, it's um, it's a it's a very it's a lame old answer. tribe, and there's not okay. much known about them in the mm-hmm. language. It's not like people are speaking that language now, and you could be like, "Hey, Joe, what does that mean?" Which would be a weird name, really, for, for Native a Native American. <laughs> but there uh, was just an article when I saw when I heard first about this theory. I remember that there was just an article like two weeks ago in the Los Angeles Times about this Tongva language, about the oh, original really? settlers of Southern California. But nowhere did it say that they built them all. Yeah. Nowhere did they, it bring they that They didn't up. build no. them all. That's a good well, point. Yeah. Sounds like you're it's, saying they did, and no, I'm, I'm very concerned and confused. I'm not. I, I'm, yeah. I'm mostly, I should have known, because when you think of Native American tribes, you should think of commerce. You should think and of a, a, a hot topic. <laughs> you should think of a Forever 21 that's two stories. <laughs> Annie's pretzels. All these things come to mind when you think of indigenous tribes. Things remembered. Tribes. Cinnabon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the all the, sure. the the Native American tropes we we're so used to now. Yeah. <laughs> so it means essentially it's a tribute to the people who were there before Whitey. Uh, the, yeah, that named Topanga. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'll allow it. I'm I just going to say, it looks like, if that's the case, it just looks like a throwaway. It looks Let's wrong. Just put the three letters in front of mm-hmm. Topanga and move on. It doesn't help anyone. Right. right. It would have been better to put a plaque that right. said, yeah. we honor the name Topanga means this, and yes. we honor the people yeah, who live here. Yeah, a lot of here. times when I'm pulling into a garage, I'm like, what does that plaque say? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I, mean? I need to put my well, car in park and walk over and look at it. Sorry, it guys. I know there's a, a big lineup here, but I'm trying to read the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> would have been more, I don't know, better than the word salad that they put up on a sign that nobody has wow, taken the time now, in 100 years to look at. Now a native language is word salad. It I sounds mean, racist. It, it is, is to us. A, I'm saying translate. It is to us, the people that oh, came over here and, and demanded them uh, okay. to do as we say. This got ugly. <sighs> I feel like you're you're already distancing yourself from us because of all the journalistic awards you've won from, the, from, from this. From this. Yeah. They're yeah. shooting a documentary on me right now outside the window. Who's, who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna, mm-hmm. things move quickly with you. Really do. <laughs> who's going to play you in the uh, in the movie? They got to make a movie about this journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I assume it's going to be Nicole Kidman or somebody awesome, right? Well, no, I'd pick someone way younger. 
I mean, oh, okay. I'm not stupid. I know how Hollywood works. Right. She hasn't even been born yet. <laughs> I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. Fair, just so you know. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Millie Bobby Brown as Allie McKay in the Topanga Mall story. I like it. It's going to need right. a better title, but okay. It's wordy. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? This is happening. I am mortified, but it is happening. Okay. Clear. Excited to uh, talk to Louis Elizondo mm. because he has something called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. And apparently History he's talked to show, pilots. Right? Yeah. He's talked to pilots. He's talked to a bunch of people inside the government. We're going to find out what the real story is. Man. And there's no better time for this interview because everywhere people are saying there are aliens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. New York Times article even. Uh, Jensen has get up on this like we do on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about you willed something into existence. Oh, no. It's sort of the secret, mm-hmm. but Jensen's a murderer, so we'll get to that yeah, as weird. well. Uh, Dr. Drew's on the show like we do on Thursdays, and uh, Jordan Klepper will join us in studio. Very excited about that as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Ali has a lot of papers, so I suspect she has a lot to tell us about and what's happening here. Oh, none of these are stories. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I just, I love paper. Oh. Yeah. Smells good, too, right? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it smells real good. And it's warm, like fresh from a printer. Mm Mm-hmm. Delightful. Yeah, that's the best paper. Mm -hmm. Guys, Lil Nas X, his uh, song Old Town Road with Billy Ray Cyrus, Mm -hmm. is on top of the Billboard Hot 100 for an eighth week, you guys. Old Town Road now matches the longest run of 2019 so far. I'd say that's a hit. Yeah, no I mean, massive. Right? Uh, we, I, the country station I work for, we were going to play it, but then we got to mm-hmm. look at them, you know, and now we can't. Wow. I This uh, this racist improv guy you've been doing <laughs> is uh, really nailing it. Um, I, well, I'm doing what the actual conversation must be inside mm. country radio stations who are not playing the most popular country song in America by a wide mile. You are adorable. Am I lying, Jensen, or am I telling the truth? This whole thing has been insane from the start. In the idea that they thought he was in country, he has the biggest country hit in years. Yes, uh, and the only and difference, they won't play it. Yeah, and then as soon as Billy Ray, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on it, it finds itself They're in the like, top oh, 100. Oh, it's country. Yeah. A little yeah. creepy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of weird, oh, what's up with your IHOP bean? What's up? I've got no time for their nonsense. Oh, it's, I saw some I'm, commercials while watching the uh, hockey game. Yes. Many of them. They're yes. back at it, you guys. So remember last year they changed their name from IHOP to IHOB yeah, to promote burgers. their burger yeah. offerings. Didn't go well with the public. People are like, this is so annoying. Well, they're back at it now. Uh, gearing up once again for a name change. This time to IHOP, but the P is lowercase. Stop! Okay, just stop right now. They posted a very cryptic tweet about the change, noting that we're going to find out what it means on June 3rd. Nobody cares. What are they, like, I'm a little put that pee? In my calendar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, today's the day we find out they're making mini pancakes. And have you seen that commercial? I'm I sure haven't. you have. Oh, you haven't. Um, at the end of it, it goes, We've listened to you, our customers. And then it goes black and then it says, Stay tuned. I'm like, if you listened, you would never have done anything again. You'd realize the B was stupid. So now it's a little P? Unless it's like P for the people. No. No? That they're serving little people? Yes. 
<laughs> get his wigs stuck out of you. Oh, you so, meant like serving them food. I was yeah. like little ground up little people. Oh, oh like, no, 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 no. That is man. Not wow. good. No. no one wants that. No. no, I think they got high chairs for Brad Williams. I think maybe that's the announcement. Okay. I mean, but what announcement could it be? Let's not let's not give oh, this all is that what free they publicity. Want. This, yeah, is this is what they, they want. want. This is what they want. He loves IHOP, and he's we, very annoyed by it. I'm yeah. very annoyed because we don't care what the little P stands for. You're IHOP. You serve pancakes. Shut up. Can I hey, tell you? Uh, best, stay tuned, Bean. Best case scenario is they announce we've been putting a little bit of urine in all of our syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Best case. Suckers! Yeah, best case scenario. That is not best yeah. case. No, that at this point, that is best case. I think you know what best case means. It's not okay, and it has to stop. I agree. I agree as well. Uh, musical biopics. All the rage. Bohemian Rhapsody did gangbuster numbers. Uh, Rocket Man comes out tonight. You guys, oh, you guys can see it. <gasps> I am going to see it, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to see it, too. I'm seeing it again tomorrow. <laughs> I loved it so much. It just kind of hurts. Um, uh, this is uh, this is not the biopic I'm clamoring for, but Culture Club is coming to the big oh, screen. Oh, I'm absolutely in. MGM will produce a musical biopic about the life of singer-songwriter Boy George. Yeah! The untitled film will chart Boy George's childhood in a working-class Irish family through his rise to stardom along with Culture Club in the 1980s. Are you really? Absolutely. I'm a huge Boy George fan. I grew up loving Culture Club. We had him on Drop the Mic. Thought he was really fun to have on. And also, his story's crazy. He was doing, you know, transgender and dressing as a woman and all these things back. You know, it was early, early days. It was like him and Adam Ant were like the two pioneers in that. And I'm a huge fan. Bean, back me up because I feel like this is a Bean-like statement. As long as they cover him kidnapping a guy and yes. handcuffing yes. him to the radiator which of his happened. apartment. Which happened. Oh, which now did, that did I happen. think yeah. about it, he did do He served jail stuff. time. Yeah, he served yeah. jail time for it. All yeah. right. He's, he's lived a life. He's lived a life. Okay. And that is true. That has to be in it. Just like if a Rick James you know, biopic mm-hmm. came out, they'd have to deal with that. Yeah. I'm, I, I am in for the whole spectrum of what he's went through. Like the Queen uh, biopic dealt a lot with Freddie Mercury's sexual... Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Um, I am intrigued by it, but I don't think it has the kind of mass appeal that a Queen or Elton John uh, movie does. Yeah. To uh, me, this is more like a VH1 movie. I, mm-hmm. I could maybe get yeah. behind that. But I'm I'm excited to see who who, uh, who directs it and who writes it. Maybe it could get uh, elevated by that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Culture Club, along with uh, George's solo work, sold more than 50 million albums and 100 million singles worldwide. Best Boy George song. Go, well, B. Well, I love his cover of The Crying Game. I'll tell you that. Great song. Which is fantastic. Best Culture Club song? Or no, just Boy George or Culture oh, Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think The Crying Game is my favorite, but I'll never get tired of Time Clock of the Heart, ever. Uh, I'll never get I'll tired never. of Tumble for you. Mm. Uh, we should also add, and I hope this is in the movie, too... War War is stupid. That's exactly my choice. It's the worst <laughs> because song that's the worst song ever of all time, maybe from any band. <laughs> well, um, so I hope they cover that as well. I don't know if I know that one. Oh my god! Oh, really? It's not good. Just terrible. It's very really? Bad. Yeah. Hang on, I might. I it's might like it's written a... by uh, Paul McCartney in his later years. So. Oh, like Meat Free Monday yes. type of stuff. Yes. Oh, give I would it to say me. I would say it's probably from a drug face. War War is stupid, and people are stupid. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a top ten hit. Here, too, I, by the way, I that's have a clip how, of it. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. yeah, that's how big Culture Club was. Yes, okay. please. Mm. Okay. 
Sounds like he was eating hot wings. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the part I remember? But yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're. I think we're all in. Okay. Yeah. We're all in. By the way, MGM also has uh, Respect in the Works, starring Jennifer Hudson as the late Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. I'm in for that. I'm in for that. Love it. All right, guys, some birthdays for you. Tom Morello, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Adina Menzel. But you might know her as Adele (laughs) Dozine. Right? Sure. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean. This uh, this is a banner day for Bean. I've never seen him quite this excited. excited. (laughs) There may be wood. Bean is. I'm sorry. Whoa! That went right by me. What? I said. There's no way I could be more excited than I am right now. (laughs) Wow! What I said sounded like okay. All right. Here's here my whole thing. I plan to live to be 100, as you guys know. And one of the reasons I want to live as long as possible, till every final last breath, is I want to get the answer to the question: Is are UFOs visiting us? I really need to not miss that. I need to not die before one of them lands on the mall at Washington, D.C. Wouldn't that be a burn of being held on to like 110 (laughs) and then the day after? So that's why I am going to be absorbing every single minute of Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation, which premieres tomorrow night on the History Channel. It is a six-part series. I say make it a 60-part series is what I say. And one of the men behind it speaking for the first time publicly is former special agent in charge and director of the Pentagon's hidden UFO program, AATIP. That's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. My new hero joining us on the Kevin Abid Show right now. We're blood brothers for life. <laughs> wow. Louis Elizondo, welcome to the Kevin Abid Show, sir. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Wow, what, that's one heck of an intro. Right? <laughs> what, Thank you very much. What the heck took you so long? If you've had all of this information, why are you coming forward now, Louis? Well, I, 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 think, uh, I think the climate has changed. I think uh, a conversation with the American people um, needs to happen. Um, as long as I, and I do have a, a signed a non-disclosure agreement with the U.S. government, so I, as long as I don't reveal anything classified, um, I, think, I think the conversation needs to happen. And by the way, I think other elements in the U.S. government would agree. Now, you're the, you used to be the agent in charge of this program, of the Pentagon's hidden UT, uh, UFO program. You used to run it. Yeah, I, mean, I was a director. I was, I was a career special agent, uh, but my, I, I was the director of ATIP from 2010 to about 2017. Okay, every time a new president takes office, uh, he goes on the Jimmy Kimmel Live show, and Jimmy says, are you finally going to declassify all of the, 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 the UFO files? And the president, the president or president-to-be always says, yep, I'm going to do that. Yet I don't feel like we're ever getting anything. Mm. I don't feel like they're coming out and going, all right, now we can finally tell you what this was 40 years ago. Now we can finally tell you what this was 30 years ago. What's going on? Why is there such a cone of secrecy over this particular project? Well, I, I can't answer that question from the time before I was part of ATIP. It frankly, it wouldn't be fair because I, I don't know the reasons, and I frankly don't know necessarily all the information that they've had. All right, during your time, why did that happen? Like, yeah. Well, we were, we were focused on only two things. We were, we were focusing, focusing on what these things are and how they worked. Uh, we weren't really concerned about who's behind the wheel or, or what are their intentions or where they're from because, quite frankly, we didn't have enough data. We were really looking at the nuts and bolts of, of how these things fly, what, what, what makes them work. Uh, 
So from our perspective, when you are dealing with advanced weapon systems, there's a lot of things that are classified. Uh, a lot of the, the data sensors and how they work and where the, you're in the world, you know, working, the, operating these systems, there's a lot of, and that's, by the way, there's a natural reason for that because some of this stuff, we don't want to get in the hands of foreign adversaries. Um, and some of this stuff is, you know, really, occasionally we come across a, a new secret uh, uh, U.S. aircraft. Louis, have you met an alien? <laughs> have you met an alien is the question. <laughs> I have not met uh, uh, an alien that I'm uh, that I'm aware of. Okay, you say uh, met. met any, have you have you been in the vicinity of any aliens? Alien adjacent. Um, I I think that the the topic of, of, of UFOs is obviously a, a one of curiosity and tends to be a hot button topic for a lot of people. We have deliberately left the word alien and extraterrestrial out of out of the equation. Have you seen any reason. UFOs? Have you seen <laughs> Alien Ant Farm? It's a band that we play them a lot here on the station. <laughs> have you met anyone who's met an alien? Um. <laughs> Does Tom DeLong count? I mean, that's, um, that's, yeah. a, that's a question yeah. we ask a lot here that's on the station. That's a great question. Uh, Louis, another question to you. Like, I, I, It's a really crazy time for your show to debut because the New York Times obviously ran a, a pretty important article this last week about UFOs and, and basically the truth behind the fact that there's a lot of reports from within the government of these strange objects. And yeah, one of them is like, a, is. Yeah, like a spinning top is one that keeps coming up. Like... What what is the common thread between all these things that people see? Like, what is the object they're seeing to, for the layman's terms? Sure. Well, there's there's five categories observables that we we've, we've noticed that really make one of these things stand out. And those, you know, you look at an airplane, and an airplane looks like an airplane. It's got a nose, it's got a tail, it's got an engine, and that's why a seven thirty seven kind of sort of looks like an F sixteen. They're similar in, in okay. because they have Clearly. to abide by the laws of aerodynamics. These things are operating in their hypersonic velocities, instantaneous acceleration up to four or 500 G-forces. They're traveling in speeds well in excess of five Mach, uh, much faster than that. They're able to fly potentially in low Earth orbit and in our atmosphere and underwater. Have you seen one of them? Yeah, have you seen one of them? Can I buy a vowel? Wow. <laughs> wow. You should be a politician. But your show, though, your show, though, does interview people who have seen them, experienced Navy, you know, Navy shipmen and, and Air Force pilots and people like that who have who, who know how aircraft are able to move and know that those yeah, are they, not they things can, that follow the rules. They, they do not. Right. These these folks are trained observers. They, they're Top Gun graduates. They've had millions of dollars of training to identify an F-22 or a MiG-25 or a European tornado from 20 miles away. And not, by the way, not only are they reporting this information, what they're reporting is being backed up by the radar data and the gun camera footage. So it is, we are well beyond reasonable doubt. These things are absolutely real. Now, what they are and, and where they're from, and that's yet to be answered. All right. So, could um, be alien. It could be alien. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> or a terrorist injury. <laughs> so, Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation, do you, which again premieres uh, tomorrow night on the History Channel, do you draw any conclusions at the end of your program? Or is, are we still in that, in that waiting, uh, in the waiting room, just looking for the doctor to come out and tell us whether we're going to live or die? 
Good yeah, this documentary is 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 really it's it's a show for 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 the American people to have a conversation and decide for themselves. We don't provide a narrative; we provide the facts. This is this is not a UFO hunting show. This is not a reality show. This is a show about reality. There's no scripts. There's no retakes. It's raw footage, and what you're going to see, what you see, is what you get. This is it's happening as it's actually happening on the camera. And I think what's important to know is that History Channel assigned investigative journalists to produce this. This isn't entertainers. These guys have spent their, their, their life looking at the dark underbelly of mankind and investigating things such as human trafficking and black marketing and organized crime. Even the cameramen, many of them have been in combat zones filming U.S. troops under fire. So this is, this is not a, a UFO hunting show. I feel sort of like you're trying to talk us out of watching this show. You do make it sound fun, Louis. <laughs> no, I, I want... I want to make sure everybody understands this is a show like has never come out before. This yeah. is this is you are going to see information that has never ever come out right. in the light of day. All right, let me ask you one final question. Has there been something that you thought wasn't just a UFO but was an alien? Anything? <laughs> oh, come on. Good, good man. Uh, <laughs> I I I'll, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. By based um, because you because you explain that on the show. There are a lot of unanswered questions that remain. Right. Yeah, this whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation premieres tomorrow night at 10 on the History Channel. It is a six-part series. Louie, I don't know what part of the country you're in, but if you're in Southern California now or ever, we'd love to spend more time with you. come by. Oh, then you got to come by sometime. Got to, got to get, got to get deeper into this. We do need some. We do need more non-answers. Or, or you could just live at Bean's house for two weeks. He'd be thrilled. <laughs> and that's fine too. Louis, thanks for coming on the Kevin and Bean Show. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Bye now. Woo. <laughs> you guys. happy, Bean? I'm in. Guys, I'm, really in. I'm so in. Guys, you didn't even listen to the interview, part did of, you? Part of my problem is that when he's, he might be the alien. Ooh, like, good. did any of us think of that? He he doesn't have a lot of like American English cues. Like, he doesn't doesn't understand really how to answer a question. It could be him. <laughs> Honestly, that was a ten minute colossal waste of time. Well, I mean, I in that it. there were I no loved answers. It. I loved it. You you loved it before it started. I don't what think you were paying he... attention. I heard every word of okay. it. I wanted, and I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> He didn't answer a single question. I think he How answered, much of that do you need to hear? He answered as much as he could. Which is nothing. He, you don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's true. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Thursday means Jensen's got something new to tell us about. We call it Get Up On This. Get Up. Get On Up. 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 On This. Uh, you guys, binge-worthy TV is a hot commodity these days, with streaming companies relying on your subscription monthly, right? Mm -hmm. They're all sort of fighting, hoping you look forward to every single new show they release. Mm -hmm. You got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, DC Universe. Got Too much. Warner's coming out with one. You got Apple TV, and then Disney Plus, which is, I think, going to take over the whole landscape. But it's only getting more competitive. Which is why which this is great. Yeah, it's great. Which is why this week's get up on this is an essential element to the new TV industry. It's the Addictive and Light program. Do you understand what I'm saying here? No, not at all. So like Handmaid's Tale, you know, or Game of Thrones. Heavy. These, these are heavy shows mm -hmm. you have to really follow and be so into to understand. And be sad every week for an hour. That's right. And, and especially sad when it ends. Well, <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> and especially confused. <laughs> I, I think that the future, at least in this binging world that we're mm-hmm. in, is to, these sort of lighter shows that you can just all watch eight of them really fast. Or, you know, there's Dead Like Me is one people have been talking about mm-hmm. a lot these last few weeks. Fleabag, another. Fleabag is another. We're talking about Netflix's new show this week. It was released 10 days ago, and it is called Jailbirds. Jailbirds? Okay. Never heard of it. All right, good. We all know Orange is the New Black is a scripted, fictitious look at a woman's prison. It's based on a real prison, but still it's scripted and kind of, you know, a soap opera of sorts. Mm -hmm. Well, Jailbirds is a reality show version of Orange is the New Black. A reality show? It follows the all-female seventh floor at a very tough Sacramento County jail to show people what it's like on the inside. Now, I have a lot of thoughts on how I want a show about a women's prison to go. <laughs> well, this is this is the one, Bean. Uh, now, this is less lock-up raw, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that show. Yes, of okay. course. It's actually kind of more like The Hills. <laughs> oh, what? my God, stop. I'm what not, prison are they going to? I'm not kidding. It's, it's very... You know how, like, sometimes on the hills, like, Lauren Conrad and, like, Adrena or whatever would be playing basketball and talking about, like, their new crush? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, they were asked to go play basketball and talk about it? Sure. Right. It's kind of that way. I'm, I'm jokingly calling it Vanderpump Prison Rules. <laughs> uh, it's very raw and rough, truthfully. Like, th- these people that we're following are murderers, like, literal murderers burglars, domestic violence cases, and much, much more. But it deals with the inner workings and friendships and relationships and politics all involved in a women's prison. Okay. Uh, these are not petty crimes. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way first. But they're still people. They are still people who pe- go through normal things. things. Yeah. This type of access has never been seen before in a television show. How they got the rights is still a mystery to me and a lot of people online. A lot of people confused, feeling it might be a little... Uh, strange and maybe a little exploitive, which is possible, but Mm -hmm. let's listen to a bit of the preview now. At the Sacramento County Jail, there are over 2,400 male and female inmates. Being here in jail, it'll break you. 10% of the population here are women. I got charged with assault with a deadly weapon, home invasion, murder and robbery. Want to tell me a little bit about that? Nope. Back it up! And this place is clearly crazy. If you snitch, you're going to meet my fist. Something's going to pop off. Everybody needs to lock it down now! All right, so the Lauren Conrad part is also played by murderers? Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they're all. it's all about their love lives and, and home lives and things, but it, it's dramatic. It's not It's not lock a bra. This wouldn't be on, like, a, a, a news channel. So they said it's a male and female prison. Well, we'll get into that. So basically, let's talk about the females first. Mm-hmm. It is a male and female by different floors, okay. which we'll get into. There's Megan Monster Hawkins. <laughs> Her, her nickname is Monster. I'll give you. I'll give you the reason why. I'm in above her eye, tattooed Monster, <laughs> right, sure. on, right on her face, okay. which she, is exactly the tattoo and the nickname you want if you're in prison. Absolutely, by the way. she may have gotten it right before she went in. <laughs> Who she originally spent 180 days for grand theft auto, transportation of narcotics, possession of controlled substance, check fraud, and committing a felony while on bail. Now, Let her out. She sounds cool. Well, I'll tell you what happened she then. Sounds cool. There's Rebecca Baby Girl Teme. T-E-M-M-E, who we meet in a segregated cell already in for murder and robbery. Her storyline you follow is that she's trying to hunt down a snitch. Oh, snitches get stitches. Abs- yeah, oh, look at that. You Forever. already know. Yeah. Monster. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but after the show. So this isn't on the show. Monster gets released from prison from these terrible crimes. And because the show's only been out, what, 10, 15 10 days? days? She tried to commit uh, identity theft in these last 10 to 15 days. And the person at the bank recognized her from the show. Oh, called the my police, God. and she's back in jail. 
Whoa. Again, remember, this is all real. There's also a love triangle between the seventh and all-male eighth floor. So Taylor, Monster, and a man named A1, who's on the male floor, uh, he's a man facing attempted murder charges. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a love triangle that you follow. You learn all about the way inmates talk. Do you guys know what toilet talk is? Sure. Uh, I don't want to know what that is. It's uh, Alley after a pizza. Oof. Uh, toilet talk. Uh, listen, they go to the toilets, they knock on them really hard, and because the floors are close to each other, right. they can talk by yelling through the toilet, and that's how they date. Okay. So they're talking to somebody in the bathroom on the floor below them. Yes. And above, and above them. them, yeah. And they yell into the toilet, like, what's up, baby girl? <laughs> Get to the toilet, let's toilet talk. By the way, a lot of the show is about toilet talk. Also, they use these toilets to pass along contraband by doing something called fishing. Let's hear what that is. Because we're a tower and the pipes run from the eighth floor all the way down to the ground, people are passing contraband through the toilets in a process called fishing. It's called fishing. What we do is use a white undershirt. That's why I don't have one on. Tie together and you make a line. I'm just in the spoons. You put like five spoons at the end of the line. She's gonna get her line ready. I'm getting my line ready. All right, drop. She's gonna flush her toilet. Flush. I'm gonna flush my toilet. And then the spoons will click together and they'll tangle. Both lines intertwine. And then either he pulls me up or I pull him down. Okay, pull! And then you tie a sock onto it and you can put anything you want in there. Like yesterday I sent some chips and some noodles. <laughs> that is insane. Insane. Oh my god! And you think that if these people weren't in jail, they might be like actually doing pretty good things because they have really resourceful, yeah, like sure. their brains yeah. are pretty big. It's very clever. Six episodes in season one. It is so enthralling. Just when you think you're going to go to sleep, you'll watch another episode. You can watch them back to back to back. They are great. There's rumors of a second season already swirling. I'm not going to lie. If you Google a little bit, there are some problematic things that have come out about the guy who runs the jail. So that's something you might want to keep in mind. They okay. think maybe he's exploiting and and. Listen, you you might come up with the same opinion watching basically inmates do reality television. So you have to. You uh, you met your wife on the bowl, didn't you? Oh, we all. (laughs) Yes, Danielle and I met through toilet talk. Uh, Anyway, here's the thing. It's called Jailbird. Six episodes on Netflix, and that is this week's Get Up on This. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
I just want to remind you again that we do have a podcast here at the Kevin and Bean Show that you can get at iTunes or uh, Radio.com. Uh, because if you're listening right now, maybe you didn't hear the UFO expert we had on last hour. Right, the guy fantastic. that didn't answer a single question. If you'd Who like to hear a 10-minute interview <laughs> with a guy that doesn't answer a question, that's it. Yeah, if, you've ever, if you like avoiding, boy, are we your fetish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, get the podcast later on today and catch up with all the mm. stuff you missed. And I'll give you another example of why the podcast is awesome. Let's say you're not going to be around tomorrow. Let's say you got meetings or you're out of town or whatever, you don't want to miss John Taffer on the Kevin and Bean Show talking oh. about his new show, Marriage Rescue, which looks awesome, by the way. my favorite guest so far. Uh, he's, doing, he's doing for marriages what he's already done for bars. John Taffer is always a great guest. He'll be joining us tomorrow here on K-Rock. So what I'm saying is when you miss a part of the show, get the goddamn podcast. Yeah. It's free. Okay? Seem a little okay. aggressive, but okay. Yeah. Just trying to get the word out. I'm good with that. So uh, Biscuit for Weeding is something that we're trying to put out there. And... Yeah. The reason is because you have to will things into existence sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to put it out there and say, this is what I want. And the universe, and I learned this from The Secret, the universe will give it back to you. It's the skill of positive thinking. Correct. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of The Secret, which is just fantastic. This is the great secret of life. know this secret gives you everything you want happiness health and wealth you can have do or be anything right mm. what kind of a house do you want to live in do you want to be a millionaire what kind of a business do you want to have do you want more success the secret is the law of attraction everything that's coming into your life you are attracting into your life and it's attracted to you by virtue of the images you're holding in your mind it's quite, what you're quite thinking a piece. right i mean i'm not talking to you from the point of view of just wishful thinking or imaginary craziness. (laughs) Where did he go? What happened? (laughs) Now, part of the reason The Secret was such a sensation in a best-selling book for many years is because Oprah was behind The Secret and actively believed it and promoted it on her show. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people thought Oprah is living the dream life. She has everything anyone could ever want. If it worked for her, it's going to work for me. Yes. So it's not possible that she's super talented. Right. Apparently not. It's hard. Okay. She just put it out there in the universe. So we want to talk about things that you willed into existence. For instance, I really can't take that test tomorrow. There better be some, the, the school better not open tomorrow. There better be some sort of a pipe break or a freak snowstorm or something. And then something. you pull the fire alarm. That, no, that you out. don't do that. Oh. You but, do then you, oh. but then you wake up the next day and you find out that your school has had to cancel today because of some sort of freak event. And you're like, oh my God, I thought it. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. I made it happen with my brain people. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about at 1-800-520-1067. We found out yesterday that Jensen cannot be trusted with using his brain yeah. because he will use it for evil. Well, you you willed something out of existence is what Jensen did. Yeah, yeah this last week I needed to find an old address uh, for some paperwork. And so I, I couldn't remember it. So I Googled the street name and the person that I knew was the landlord and real estate agent for this this apartment. And, uh, and I looked at uh, the Yelp and uh, I was like, it says closed. This person, I guess maybe she lost her license, which is good for me because she 100% uh, 
basically took advantage of me. Oh, is that right? And uh, kept my security deposit and told me that I owed more, basically for like putting nails in the wall for a poster. Like it was the, it was a scam. I felt like I got scammed. Right. Uh, and so on the Yelp, I saw a couple negative reviews of the same thing, exact same thing, floor and nails in the wall, and she's stealing my money, etc. But still, I was like, why is it closed? And I hated this woman. I mean, she took me to small claims court. I had to pay it out. I couldn't stand her. And at one point, I remember thinking to myself, oh, I wish she would die. I just wish she would just die. Whoa. Wow. And this so, turned dark. But I mean, I never thought of it again. It happened maybe once in my brain. It just with the secret, man. You just, just put it out there. You don't have to go back to it. And then I went deeper. And I looked and found out she died. 40 years old, heart attack, cocaine in her system. Right after Which her. you supplied to her. Right after you nope. said it? Nope, I did not oh. give her the cocaine. Okay. But I will tell you, I wished it, and she's dead. She's dead. That, this is how, how did you feel when you found out that she had died okay. at 40? Powerful! A little bad. I will admit, oh. at first I was like, uh-oh. I like I felt the you know like the weight of the responsibility of like a Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Power and responsibility. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. I felt that immediately, but then also I was like, oh, I don't know. Did I do this? And then I immediately knew I did it. I know that I wow. said at one point, I wish this person was dead, and then they died at 40. Heart attack. I mean, that was quite a leap to Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> well, but... I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I I know I'm not a superhero. I probably, I probably lean more towards a villain with this. Okay. But it's a superpower. Okay, now here's a serious, serious question, and I don't know how much you believe that you're, you put it out there in the universe and it happened, but are you very careful with even fleeting thoughts now? I mean, if you're, you know, if you get Good cut point. off in traffic yeah. today, do you make sure that you don't think, I hope something awful happens to that driver? I definitely will be more cautious because <laughs> seeing it actually happen was Jarring. slightly startling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did Google a couple other people that I know in my past I've wished dead, and they're all alive so far, okay. but they don't have much time is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do all the things you wanted to do if you think I've wanted Get you dead. right to uh-huh. the bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Just start traveling. Yeah. So does this mean uh, Lip Biscuit's going to happen for Weenie Rose? That's because a- you've, been, you've been putting that out there in the universe. I have been 100% thinking about Fred Durst on stage, Wes Borland on stage, the other guys on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been thinking of all of them, and... Uh, if if it's anything like this dead woman, it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. one 800 Let's talk to Tristan, please. He's line two. He's in Redondo Beach. This is a perfect example of a guy using his brain power to improve the world. <laughs> hey, Tristan. Hey, guys. How you doing? We are good. Thank you. What did you will into existence? So I swear every time I go into a parking lot or I'm going to obviously – park the car somewhere mm-hmm. nine out of ten times i will get the vip front row parking right out front of where i'm going mm. nine out of ten yeah that's Dude. good parking karma that is good yeah. parking karma. No go midnight? ridiculous parking <laughs> yeah, karma yeah the and mall is closed right but i mean i mean we i got a great, great spot. spot but just to make sure tristan you don't have a handicap pass or anything right you just do the normal spot. i do not okay i do not so- it's just a regular spot like whether i'm just going to lunch somewhere or if i'm going to go visit my parents at their house like i just kind of think about it a couple minutes prior to arriving and lo and behold perfect spot right out the front hmm. this is a superpower most of us would pay a lot of yes, money to have absolutely. yeah no kidding Envious. especially in southern california all right very impressive keep doing what you're doing although he could Thanks, spread guys. it around maybe it helps some homeless kids <laughs> no no no, no. stick I mean, to parking spots i mean he is using it all on parking <laughs> yeah uh let's try raymond line one whittier up next on the kevin and bean show now we have to take a quick break and come back with your calls hey raymond hey what's up guys i willed a new girlfriend whoa a new girlfriend how does that work yes 
I mean, I'm asking for well, a friend, uh, but how does that work? <laughs> Let me tell you the secret. You just okay. have to get a series of crazy, insane girlfriends and be absolutely sick and tired of it. And then from that point, you get all the abuse and mistrust, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of that. I need a beautiful girlfriend who's not going to ask to look at my phone every 10 minutes. Who are you talking to? Who's this and that? Whoa. And then uh, just... Hey, okay. Yeah, Remy uh, finally found someone he could cheat on without her asking. I think that's what right? we're saying. Which is good yes, news. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, not sure he hurt you, but... I think Ray- he did. Raymond, I... Look, I'm not trying to dispute your account that you willed a good girlfriend, but if every girl you date is crazy, it's not them. No, 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 no. I realize I've had my problems in the past. I also changed myself as well. Good. But you have to realize that, you know... There is a certain pattern that you're attracting in the world and then, you know, think long and hard, have time alone to change yourself and then also change, you know, that that energy you're putting out. He's not wrong. Absolutely. Raymond's speaking the truth. Yeah, I I believe in the power of positive thought. If you have negative thoughts all the time, you're bringing negativity into your life. I agree, Raymond. And congrats on the lady that you'll probably cheat on, right? (laughs) Yeah, no worries. No, right, no, no, never, ever. Okay, ever. okay, all right, no, of course, yeah. Raymond. Don't be ridiculous. Keep that phone secret and have a burner under the mattress. <laughs> Kevin and Bean, K Rock. Do you know this secret mm. gives you everything you want? Everything. Happiness, health, and wealth. Great. This is like having the universe as your catalog. Oh, no. And you flip through it and you go, well, I'd like to have this experience, and I'd like to have that product, and I'd like to have a person like that. It is you just placing your order with the universe. All right. Excellent. It sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, here we are uh, talking about Biscuit for Weenie, how we're trying to will that into existence. Mm-hmm. Kevin, it just occurred to me that you and I have experience with changing the Weenie Roast lineup in the past. Do we? Yes. Do you remember how Evanescence was on the bill one year (laughs) and we did nothing but say, no, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. Don't let it happen. Please don't happen. And what happened like four days before the reading was, oh, we're starting to announce Evanescence is not able to play. Is it possible they heard you? Um, it's very possible that they <laughs> Yeah, but us. that doesn't work for this. <laughs> right, right, right. right I, think that, I think that we were responsible for Evanescence mysteriously not being available for that, year, that year's Weenie Roast. I think that was to our credit, right? Wow. <laughs> so we did our part. How are you using your power? 1-800-520-1067. Your brain makes it happen. You think it, and it happens. Valerie is in Whittier. She's on line four. Up first in this segment on the Kevin DeBean Show, one 800 520 Valerie, we appreciate you so much listening, calling, and holding on. What's going on? I willed the power to go out at my work yesterday so everyone could go home for my birthday. Whoa. Whoa. What did you do? I mean, what was your what was your will? What did you ask for? Well, I wanted the day off. The boss wouldn't give it to me. I drove all the way in. I'm sitting there thinking, God, you know, how can I do something to get out of going to work, get out of being here? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I just said, the only thing that could take us down would be the power to go out. And literally five minutes later, the power goes out. What? Okay. What? Wow. Did that you, is freaky. Did you find it and turn it off? No. Okay. I was sitting at my desk the entire time. I have an Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you wanted it to happen, but tell me you weren't super freaked out when it did. You know, stuff like this happens to me all the time. So I really wasn't that freaked out about it. But, yeah, it was spooky, <laughs> especially I, what... 
I would have sat. I would have sat there. Outage. I would have sat there at the desk and said, "Okay, back on, off, <laughs> on." Just off. messed with it. Yeah, off. Test it out. Yeah. I love. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, and I certainly won't ask how old you turned yesterday, Valerie. But I love that at your age, you still think you should have your birthday off. I mean, <laughs> that is something that most. But, yeah, but most of us get over that when we're like eleven, don't we? I mean, don't most of us just plan on working hey, on our birthday? She's like, like, I gotta get home. I have a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> Valerie. But happy belated birthday, and thank you for calling. Happy birthday, okay? Valerie. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's try, an, I mean, but seriously, right? <laughs> let's try Anita Redondo Beach up next line to 1-800-520-1067. You willed it into existence. Anita, welcome. Hi. How are you doing? We are good. Thank you. Um, well, um, my family has a tradition of camping every year in Yosemite, and a couple of years ago, so, you know, we know which prime campsites are there. Mm-hmm. And a, friend, a couple of years ago, a family friend of ours said, hey, I stayed at, you know, number 80, and it was it was so awesome. And this, and he told us all about it. And I was like, oh, wow, we've never stayed at that one. Let's, and so for the next week uh, before our trip, I just kept thinking of number, actually, I'm sorry, it was 81. I'm like, 81, 81, 81. I have to get 81. And the whole trip up, it took us eight hours to get there, and I'm just saying, we're going to get 81. 81's going to be there waiting for us when we get there. I know it. We've got to get it. And we pull up to the ranger kiosk, and he says, um, right now, the only campsite we have available in that section is number 81. And I was just like, yeah! That's a little crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. That is very rare because these campsites book up, you know. Yeah, months in advance. But if you had that power, wouldn't you use it for more than just... Just a parking spot in a camping space? Get rid of cancer. Get rid of what? cancer. I, I have tried, and I'm working on it. Okay, okay good luck. Good, good, and good, bring good. the Lakers back while you're at it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's a little bit under the radar, but we're going to change all that with our guest Jordan Klepper coming in right after the top of the hour because he has a new TV show on Comedy Central called Klepper that is outstanding. He is uh, weaponizing his privilege, you guys, mm-hmm. and really getting stuff done. And ended up getting arrested and spending a night in jail for doing a Comedy Central show. Right? Yeah, but last time he was in, he couldn't even tell the color of the suit he was wearing. He did. <laughs> I don't think know if was... I can trust him. He did. What? What, what was it? He it t- was a blue suit. He's yes. like, no, this is seafoam green. This I'm like, green. beat it, kid. It was the <laughs> bluest blue, and he was convinced it was green. And we posted Maybe. pictures of yeah. it, and most of our listeners were like, uh, blue. That Maybe couldn't be more blue. Blind, you guys. We tackled we that. that. Yeah. Oh. All right. So you're saying he's a lying liar who lies. I'm just so why saying. Trust him? Maybe okay. we need to be wary. Why the you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God! Stop f***ing lying! I say we start with that. And I believe when he comes in, we start way to bring a guest yep. on. By the way, Agreed. I do believe he also was dropped off like a mile away from the station and had to walk. Right. <laughs> do you remember that? He's like, I don't even know where I was dropped <laughs> he was off. Walking, around. he was looking around, going, ah, "What building looks like K Rock?" It's insane. <laughs> so it's a miracle that he agreed to come back. Agreed, yeah, much, is yeah. what we're saying. Anyway, his new show is really good, and I can't wait to find out about him doing time now that he's jailbird Jordan Klepper. I wonder <gasps> if he met anyone toilet in the bowl. Maybe he toilet yeah. talked. Yeah. Oh find out. Uh, first, though, Allie's got what's happening here on a Thursday morning. I mean, Moby update, guys. Ugh. It's insane. 
So we all know about his memoir, Then It Fell Apart. He said he dated Natalie Portman. She said they didn't. He posted a picture and was like, ha take that. And then people were like, you're being creepy and gross. He's like, ha would someone creepy and gross post this? And posted another one, and then he doubled down, and then he finally said, yeah, I think uh, people had some some good points in me being creepy, and he deleted everything, did an apology. Well, now he has canceled the UK and Ireland legs of his book tour. Hmm. According to a note on Moby's website, he is, quote, canceling all upcoming public appearances for the foreseeable future. Because he's dating Billie Eilish, he added. And then on, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, he added, I'm going to go away for a while. Oh, now we feel bad. Hmm. Do we? No! Just a my moment, disappointment just stop. is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. And my day is ruined. It's just all, it's all too much. Tomorrow it'll be like, Moby, come meet him at this place and he'll talk about why he was wrong. We get it. You apologize. Let's move on. Who's with me? Let's move on without him, though. Can we yeah, do that? That's okay. fine. Yeah. All right. Guys, Ariana Grande, she postponed two shows due to illness. And then she revealed what it was, which is very upsetting for her. Jaundice? No. Uh, Ariana Grande revealed that she had a Measles? bad... Nope. A oh. bad reaction. Lupus? No. Bad reaction that stemmed from eating tomatoes. No, that was what I was going to say next. Update. We discovered that I had an unfortunate, unfortunate allergic reaction to tomatoes and my throat pretty much closed. How do you learn that now? Well, here's what she says. Still feels like I'm swallowing a cactus but slowly making progress. And then she said, P.S., there's nothing more unfair than an Italian woman developing an allergy to tomatoes in her mid-twenties, <laughs> which is a great point. That is funny. That is That must be so upsetting. Not a thing. Absolutely, it's absolutely a thing, and and I was gonna I was gonna bring this up because you know that I am very confused about how a lot of things work with the human body. Like you can be fine one day and have a heart attack and die the next day. I don't understand how. Oh, Ariana Grande is the perfect example. How does a woman eat tomatoes probably every day of her life until she's twenty three or whatever, and Mm -hmm. then one day wakes up and has an allergy? Like I don't understand. The biology of that. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same thing with that medicine that I'm allergic to where my throat started closing. Mm-hmm. And I asked the doctor that exact same question. I've never been allergic to anything in my life. And he goes, happens. Yeah. And I said, but but now it just can happen anytime. And he said, yes. Yeah. It okay. can happen to anyone anytime. They but say a how? lot of allergies. I don't know how. A lot of allergies later in life, like sinus problems. All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Why do I have sinuses? Why do I? Why do I? Where'd these come from? These sinus eyes. Well, welcome to what? being Jewish. Uh, I, I, I guess I do believe it. I'm not saying Ariana Grande and people are lying. I just always am like, in most cases, I always feel like, is it that you don't like tomatoes? And you're saying well, she's Jensen, Italian. Let me introduce you to Miss Christine Fung, the assistant producer of the Kevin and well, Bean I do Show, know her, yeah. who had this. This Christine, exactly. Right exact same thing been happened, for Christine. Months. Exact same. Well, it wasn't with tomatoes. Tomatoes was on my list, but I could eat anything before. I had no allergies, zero. And one day, I had artichokes for dinner, and within a couple hours, from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I was a like rash? a giant hive. Really? Like, well, those suck. The entire thing. And so I didn't so know what it was. So that's doing you a favor. Right. Oh. Artichokes? No, it was so that's good. Awesome. Artichokes are awesome. Boo. Uh, but it was, uh, boo. boo. It was 
the first time I had ever had anything like that. My throat completely was closing. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor was like, why didn't she go to the ER? I used to work in an ER, and it, I thought that was for stabbing and gunshot wounds and stuff. I mean, throat closing so, seems it's up there. important. But yeah, my, up there. I, the problem was it never happened, so I didn't yep. know what it was. Did and, you ask him the exact same question? How did it happen? Yes. That, at this point and in my life. I said it can just change. It can just happen at any time. That's, That's ridiculous. Weird. So he asked you when you went, he said, obviously you're allergic to something. What have you eaten in the last 12 hours or something? And you named it and he said it's probably artichokes? Yeah. And then at that point on, I started to get sick all the time. And one of them is raw tomatoes. But I can eat, cooked tomatoes are different. What's oh. happening? I know. It's very weird. Does it cook, like, cook out the acid or something? There's like enzymes that change. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know, I know how to kill you. <laughs> Are you looking for that? I don't I mean, know. Think about it. Are you looking for that? Artichoke yeah, salad. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I think our thank you, Christine. I think Ariana Grande seems like a lovely woman, and she's so talented. But hasn't she had a real string of bad luck? Yeah, honestly, between the between the terrorist bombing and between her yeah, own, now tomatoes. Her, yeah, you're no, right. But I'm she saying, lost Mac Miller. <laughs> she lost tomatoes. Oh, this is not horrible, Bean. No, it it's is. tomatoes. I know, but she got really sick, and was it was probably pretty scary. Right, I'm but you know saying, what you can do? Just avoid tomatoes. I'm, yeah. Look, all I'm saying is I hope the woman catches a break. I'd like her to at least go for a couple of weeks without having something bad happen to her. That's all. I'm not saying they're all equal tragedies. I'm just saying she's had more than her fair share of bad news in recent years. That's all I'm saying. A true Ariana head. Right? You done? That's that was, she asked a cool Yeah, Ariana Grande's had it real hard with her number one hits and controlling pop music for the past six months. I'm so sad. For must her. be must be very hard. A little sympathy for a fellow human, you guys. Yeah, I love too much. That's my problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. She can't have sauce, you guys. Oh, oh no, no tomatoes, Ariana Grande. So are you are you done? Yeah. Okay. Done. I thought the terrorist attack was hard, but now she can't have gravy. She lost the love of her life, not Mac Miller, tomatoes. <laughs> oh, no. What's she going to have on that pizza? White sauce? <laughs> no. Oh, no, she could never have pineapple. She's the queen of pop. Forgive me for caring too much. Yeah, that's your thing. Wop, wop, wop. Oh, guys. There's just, there's so much to get through, um, but I'd rather talk to Jordan Klepper. Yep. So let's wrap this up. Tom Morello, Adina Menzel. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. <laughs> By the way, didn't he, just before that clip, didn't he say, I love her? Oh, yeah. Oh, super one fan. of her. Super uh, fans. His yeah. favorite. Love everything yeah. she's done. That was great. God bless him. <laughs> Even just his cadence. Yeah. Rest in peace, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Jake the Snake Roberts. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Billie Eilish of the world-famous K-Rock, 106.7 KROQ. It's Kevin and Bean Show. Did I mention I'm going to see her on Saturday night, by the way? You did. Yeah, I don't believe your, it. By yourself. In it's another not, country. Like it's a not, creepo. Yeah. All right, let's ask Jordan Klepper because he's here. Hey, Jordan, how are you? Uh, creepo. Let me weigh in. I'm going to say creepo, yeah. <laughs> you don't even need the story. No, You're I don't need the story. <laughs> Alone, another country, Billie Eilish. And yeah. what are you? You're 94, is that right? <laughs> none, of this, none of this matches up. So you're saying an old white dude can't go see a teenage sensation in concert by himself without it appearing creepy. I'm saying... You can't. <laughs> okay. I'm saying there's a thin line between you and Moby right now. Oh, <laughs> why are you coming to me like that, <laughs> Mr. Klepper? How have you been when you're on the outside? You know, I, the the outside has been good. You know, yeah, like I've I've spent some time on the inside, aka jail, twelve hours. But it informs uh-huh. you. It makes you a better person. Does sure. it? It gives you stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I have street cred. Any Did butt you get stuff? A prison, you get a prison <laughs> tattoo while you're there. You do get a prison tattoo. Yeah. Any butt stuff? Okay, butt stuff. I knew. I knew we were, were going to get to bust I mean, stuff. honestly, that's all we care about. I mean, 12 hours. That's, 12 hours. You could Do you know the reality? Stuff. Butt stuff happens right off the bat. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, as they're booking you? As they're booking you, they walk you into a room, you line up. I'm getting arrested with pastors, and we line up, they take you into a room, you take it all off, you nice. squat, and you cough twice. Really? Yeah. And they check everything? They check. Well, they only... Two coughs. Okay. That's apparently industry standard. If you okay. can withstand two uh-huh. coughs and nothing falls out of your anus, success. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's as far yeah. as I was pushed. I as have l- that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> if you can withstand right two coughs. Right underneath my live, oh, live laugh, love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Jordan, we should explain. We should back up for some context here. You have a new series on Comedy Central. Oh, I, no, I, I wanted you to do that with the Billy Ellis situation. So, like, you're an older man who yeah. yes. falls in love yeah. with a younger yes. performer. Yeah. Uh, hey, Bean, let's follow our guest. He wants to talk about certain things and not a show. Yeah. Klepper is the name If anyone of the show. wants to make fan art, I want to see Bean next to Billie Eilish, but done in the style of Leon the Professional, where like there's a young Natalie Portman and she's being mentored by an older Bean to like learn the ways of this world. I like it. Oh, I'd like to see that too. Okay, good. All right, now let's talk about the show. Yeah. Uh, Klepper is the new series from Dread Klepper and Comedy Such, which uh, frankly I don't watch because I'm too busy. But I will say that your, <laughs> the clips online from this show, I think it's one of the best things I've not watched on television. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. going to tell you. It's, Wait, I so mean, hold on. So hold on. You watch the clips. Yes, yeah. and it's incredible. Incredible and it's, hilarious. Yes. Not watching the show. Very busy. But look, my point is <laughs> that Jordan is, I mean, I feel like you are the new, even woker Jordan than the previous Jordan that we knew, right? Like, something has changed in you. Somebody flipped a switch. And I know you've been talking about weaponizing your privilege, but you finally thought to yourself, I have a TV show and I can be entertaining and also do some good in the world. And you seem very committed to that. I am committed. Thank you for your, your commitment to watching my four <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the fact that you gleaned all of that from it. And also, it's proof of the death of linear television. So I also <laughs> yes. a, a, appreciate that. No, this was, a, this was a, a, a real fun challenge. We wanted to make a funny show, go out in the world, tell some interesting stories. But once you once you start covering some of these darker, deeper stories, and you kind of get confronted with like, oh, you either do something or don't do something. Mm-hmm. You uh, 
you choose to not do something sometimes, and sometimes you choose to get arrested with some pastors and, and cough All in right, jail. Let's talk about that. So tell yeah. folks why you were in Georgia and how you ended up behind bars. So in Georgia, they make it real difficult for DACA students and undocumented students to go to major universities, which many states allow. They make it very hard. So I stood up. I protested with uh, some teachers, some faith leaders. And when you stand up in Georgia, they throw the cuffs on you and they throw you in jail. You're so, not allowed to do that? You're not allowed to do that during a Board of Regents meeting. <laughs> oh, you got to know okay. class, classic okay. Board of Regents yeah. rules. Sure. You got to be real nice sure. with Regents. Mm, I didn't realize that's what, where it I was. Mean, yeah. you yeah. were, and you were being disruptive in that you weren't invited to speak, right? You didn't have an appointment to speak at that session. But it's not like you were, you know, throwing blood on people or anything. You I was were, not, were you throwing blood? <laughs> that was out, I was throwing blood okay. outside. outside. And again, in Georgia, that's legal. That's okay. totally fine. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's like anti-abortion, you sure. can do that right. uh, in the South. Uh, your example was he's not throwing blood sure or something. Was. What I'm saying is because that's what happens a he lot. He wasn't doing. So, it does happen a lot, by the way. He wasn't doing something that was disruptive, except that he was standing up and trying to get the attention of the board of regents to say, "Hey, these people, all they want to do is get education, and you're not letting them go to school because they're not citizens." That's all he was doing. It's not the type of thing that I would think would land you in jail, but it did. Yeah, it was a peaceful protest, but they draw the line. Once you get up and you interrupt the proceedings, they make it very clear. If you do not stop right now, you are going to jail. Now, did you give a lot of thought, Jordan, to the consequences of having, I mean, do you have jail time on your record now? Is this something that is going to be a factor going forward or no? I do. But as a comedian, the, the problem I have with getting jobs is not my jail time. It's my age. And so there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. I think, like, that is set. Maybe past. you have some street cred now. I think so. Right? I think, yeah. honestly, I'm a lot more interesting. Like, mid, guy from the Midwest who's done some stuff on The Daily Show. Okay, guy who's gone to jail. Uh-huh. Now I have a Netflix I'm special listening. in me. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Klepper, a guest star on power. <laughs> now, in, our, in our job, you know, we have all sorts of morals clauses where we're, you know, we can be fired if we do something illegal, for instance. I know it sounds crazy, but did you have to have a conversation with Comedy Central to make sure you had their backing that if you, in the process of making the show, ended up getting arrested or doing something illegal that they would they would support you? I think I quickly found out Comedy Central does not have a morals clause. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, crank anchors, we're bringing it back. We have Tosh.0. <laughs> oh, you can do whatever you want. Like, for a good Cause my God, go go for it. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't know anything until I got the phone call. Hey, Jordan is in jail. Can you do something about it? So my understanding, there was a little bit of panic back home uh, as all the info started to come in. But they sure. took care that's of me. That's pretty I, I sweet. It was pretty. It's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Did you and get a meal? great mugshot, though. I mean, that's yeah. the point of all of this. We're seeing it. Is every, it the point of all of like, this? Like every street corner, you're like, oh, there's Jordan Klepper again. <laughs> like yeah. it's everywhere. It's you know, it, it was it was the smart move. You take yeah. a photo. I, Again, shout out to the folks at the Fulton County Jail mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. doing all of our production work and, and finishing the photo that's now on. Did Bill you board. got on TMZ? To... Yeah, I got on TMZ as well. Did you have to pay them for the photo to use it? That I don't know. I know this. Oh, I know good. it was. I know it was difficult to get the actual uh, actual photo. That right. TMZ had an easier way in than we did mm-hmm. to get it because they had it immediately. We couldn't find it. We made phone calls. <laughs> TMZ got it. For the longest time, we were using a TMZ watermarked photo just because they have all the access. Unbelievable. Uh, do you keep in touch with anyone on the inside? Uh, <laughs> they don't return my Brothers calls. for life? Nothing like that? No, you know what? For some reason, we're, we're, we're still not there. Huh. I, honestly, one of the weird things was a guy I got arrested with is a pastor in Atlanta who I didn't I had met 10 years earlier back in Michigan. He was my grandmother's pastor. And so wow. that weird connection mm. came about. So I have stayed mildly in contact with uh, that pastor. And I'm closer to finding God. 
Good for you. Thank Amazing. you. And you carry around this shank everywhere you go. Just don't push me. Yeah, the one you walked in with. All right. Do we have time, Kevin, in your estimation before the break to get into the piece that Jordan did on the Clepper show with the Clintons? Or no. Do we need to take a break. Yeah, we, we need to take, take a, break? a break. Yeah. Quick break, and then we're going to come back, and among other things, Jordan will tell us about hanging out with the former president and former secretary of state in the name of comedy, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're hilarious, right? That was the big surprise for me. They're so funny. They're remarkably funny and open to play. All right. Can't wait to hear all about it. Jordan Klepper is the guest. The TV show is called Klepper. It airs Thursday nights. That's tonight at 1030 on Comedy Central. We'll be right back. K-Rock, OC's Alternative Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Very talented and funny Jordan Klepper, our guest here on the Kevin and Bean Show. His new series is called Klepper, 1030 Thursday nights in Comedy Central with an accompanying podcast. Um, quick question for you before we get to, to the Clinton segment that I uh, that I admire so much. There are uh, there are some smarmy white guys like you and there's... Jeez. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. I just want to say that... <laughs> is, is the, oh, I, wrong mic. Sorry. Okay. There's you, and there's Craig Kilborn, and there's Joel McHale. Craig Kilborn, what year are we in? Jeez. Just saying, what are you doing? Smart, what are you walking me smart, into? white guys. Uh, my question for you is, how because we don't know. We talk about this all the time. How did Colin Jost land Scarlett Johansson? I feel like you would know the answer to that. Because you guys all run in this, this smarmy white guy club. What is okay, this corner a, you Jordan's are painting me great. into? Joel McHale is great. They're all great. Kilborn is not great. By the way, saying, Joel, McHale right like, Joel McHale is like built. He was a football player in college. Yeah. He was a husband. He's not yeah. in our club. Jordan no, and I are in a completely <laughs> different yeah, club. I'm jealous. I see, yeah, Joel McHale, he has yeah. he has smarm, but he yeah. also has pecs. Yeah, he's muscular as hell. Yeah. I just, but how does Carl, how does it happen that Colin Jost ends up with Scarlett Johansson. What's your theory on that? You know what? People like funny, thoughtful people, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's charming and funny and kind. Sure. So back <laughs> off. Why, why? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I'm a smarmy white guy. All I, just, I do is I'm smarmy and I'm yeah, I'm, and, I'm, 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 I'm you kind and of Craig Kilborn. <laughs> yeah, <me. laughs> you know, you, Joe Piscopo, uh, Don Rickles. Uh, I mean, let's talk about it. I just it. want to point out one thing, and that's that during the song, Bean said... You're really great on this show. Yeah. Then the yeah. song ended, and then he says you're smarmy and well, yeah, tell me this, about the yeah, smarmy Yeah, what is club. this ambush? Why don't you throw right? Colin Jost under the, yeah. the bus here, huh? I just what? thought you might have some insight because you guys are all in that club. All right, look, moving I, on. I have never been able to weaponize my smarminess. I think <laughs> my smarminess has only been a, a turnoff until Jon Stewart was like, what if we add some sort of political smarts to that? We'll have writers make you look smart. And therefore, uh-huh. it was like, oh, look at this guy. He's thoughtful. And for, for the most part, it was it was a character flaw. That would work. All right, let's talk about the Clinton. So on your show, Klepper, so you decided, hey, I have the opportunity to raise some awareness on some issues and on some organizations that could use the help. So somehow you get in touch with the Clinton Foundation and you show up and the president and the, and the secretary of state are there, right? Yeah. Tell us about it. Because yeah. That, How do you admit, pitch you're, them? You're terrified when you walk in that door. What? No, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a smarmy white guy. Right? Right? The world is my oyster. I don't to anyone. Yeah. I want to go back one step to the pitch. Like, how do you get them? What's your... So this was a weird one. The Clintons right now are doing a, or maybe it's finished, but they're doing a tour around America, essentially, conversation with the Clintons. And they have a bunch of different people uh, moderate from the political world, from entertainment. Ben mm-hmm. Stiller did one in Detroit. Uh, Star Jones did one, I think, in Philly or Baltimore. And so they were coming through D.C. and they reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to moderate, essentially, a conversation with the Clintons to talk to Bill and Hillary? I was like... 
Yeah, that sounds strange. <laughs> and yeah, I'll give that and a I'm shot. In. Yeah, yeah. And let's make this happen. And then they're like, oh, maybe we can do some sort of uh, video that could play there. And I sort of pitched them. I was like, could we do something? Something a little bit larger. Uh, this thing happened in the news where a bunch of people got together. Secretary Clinton retweeted about it, and they raised a bunch of money for churches that had burned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and was like, "Hey, can they help me spend some of my own money?" And they were they were surprisingly game. And I show up on that day not knowing how game they would be, knowing yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to do some things that are fairly serious and some things that are more bits." Let's see. Is that cool? Yeah. Are we are, are we game to play? <laughs> and a lot of times in a situation like that, I would imagine they say, "Okay, you've got five minutes. Go." You know yes. Because I mean? their schedules are so heavily regulated. They they walk. I, I'm told as I'm walking in, it's like you're going to have 25 minutes to do this. You 25 have a minutes. Small wow. footprint. We All go right. up to Bill's office in in Harlem, and we go up. Nervous, thinking we're going to get 25 minutes. You go and meet. You know, uh, President Clinton, Secretary Clinton, come on in. And the problem wasn't too little time. It was almost too much. Like, as you start talking to President Clinton, he's got a story about everything. And so he's showing me around his office. His aides are kind of like, we need to get going, we need to get going. Yeah, so, why don't you tell him? Yeah, go, go, yeah. go over there. <laughs> even even the, we probably filmed for 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Great. honestly, there, what was... There were so many things I thought were just going to be a bit and we move on. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about tiny saxophones or uh, uh, goats? And you realize both of these people are some of the most confident people who have ever walked the face oh, of the sure. earth. They're yeah. so confident they think that they should run the planet. And So whatever and then, you say, they're willing to talk yeah, about. Yeah. And so I say oh, yeah. goats, and they have stories. Secretary Clinton started talking about uh, going to Malaysia, spending time there, and how they get milk from horses. And I'll show, she watched the women become empowered. Be, like ev- There's a story on everything. <laughs> wow. you, no, no bid goes unturned. Did you, near the end of it, go, how long is this going to go on? <laughs> I, 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 I need to get out. out. I need to talk. We brought in some falafel at the end to watch <laughs> President Clinton excited about falafel. He was. He was, he was so, so exci- excited. He's vegan. <laughs> I think he's hungry. Uh, he's also he he doesn't he doesn't care anymore as far as like what wh- what do I need to do? I need to prove myself to you. He's like, I'm right. gonna eat right now. I'm gonna tell you about my tiny saxophone, <laughs> and I'm gonna talk for 20 minutes because I was the president. Yeah. By the way, at one point, and please, this video is uh, is pinned at the top of Jordan Klepper's Twitter account, which you have to go check out the thing. But at one point, he starts to talk about the history of saxophones or oh. something, and you just look the president in the face and go, "We don't have time for this story." <laughs> that's, that's, it's very rare that he gets shut down like that. It's it, you can tell a, a lot of people don't go high status with the president. <laughs> right. So how did he take it? He, I think he had a blast. Honestly, it sort of set up in a way where I could kind of play high status and have Secretary Clinton kind of give me an eye roll to him, and I think I think he loved it. Uh, and by the way, at the end of it, if you want any politics in your comedy, at the end of it, you do have Secretary Clinton reading from the Mueller report, mm-hmm. which I know made big news at the time when it happened. She seemed like she was really enjoying that, Jordan. Yeah, that was we, we found a GoFundMe that was trying to get her to read the audiobook, and... We put it up there, assuming uh, this is something she's not going to want to touch. She's not going to wade into this water. And as soon as we brought it up, she was totally game, got into it. Huh. And, and, and President Clinton as well was like very, he was like, if you do this, do you know what that would take time-wise? What would the contract things? Like, they approached that from a very serious basis. Even as we leave, she she made it clear. She was like, yeah, I would totally do something like that. Wow. <laughs> now they have a development deal with Comedy Central. They're yeah. going to do a sketch show, mm-hmm. take over that Key and Peele spot. Is that the uh, highlight of your career so far, Jordan? 
Doing that I thing? have done so many things. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's but just yes. another one. But everything is downhill from there. Yeah. I think you pointed that out. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Many times. Thank um, you. You have uh, several more episodes still to air of The Klepper Show on Comedy Central. You are feeling good about a second season? Or what are, are they telling you anything so far? Right now, they seem to be happy with it. I We feel real proud of it. I think we've gotten great responses. Um, people seem to be liking, seem to be watching. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to do a second season. There's, there's a lot of stuff we found, but a lot of stories we didn't get to cover. So, fingers crossed. Will you go back to jail again? Uh, yeah, well, we covered, I think, I think season two is Capital Punishment. So, okay. Wow. So I'm going to die. I'm going to die in season oh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, Which episode? Can you? I hope. It's, I mean, we yeah, talked to the network. It's, I think six it's, or seven. It, you'd think six or seven, but with linear TV, you got to grab Merlin. Yeah. So, so I lead think, with it? I think episode we're gonna, one? We're going <laughs> to yeah. lead with it, and then mostly <laughs> it's just going to be animated. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the season is just your family remembering you. <laughs> no, the rest of the season is hosted by Craig Kilborn, you weirdo. <laughs> Thursday nights at 10.30 on Comedy Central. It is a must-see TV, and I know that's hard to hear because we live in a world of too much TV, but this is one even I might check out. Ooh. How about that? Whoa. Ooh. Let's it's not make promises we can't Clepper. keep. Jordan, we always enjoy having you on the program. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. Congratulations, Kathy Wilfinger. <laughs> oh, you don't have to say it like that. You could have just said Read it. it. I know, but you didn't have to say Wilfinger like it was a question. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Kathy Wilfinger. Kathy Wilfinger. Right. Mm-hmm. Kathy is very popular. Right. <laughs> from Long Beach. Just got two tickets to the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party at Doheny State Beach on June 8th. Looking Why forward to Dr. meeting Drew- Kathy. Right? Why does Dr. Drew put his reputation at risk every week by coming on the Kevin and Bean Show? He's not very smart that way. No, he's not. For a man with a medical degree, doctor, you make some very poor decisions. How are you, sir? You know, you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're exactly the person we need to talk to. Uh, Ali did the story for us yesterday that Kit Harrington, the very popular Game of Thrones actor, he played Jon Snow on the show and should have ended up on the Iron Throne. I think we all agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's it, start that again. Is uh, has been uh, in a wellness retreat. Now right. we have a couple of questions about this. First of all, is this a is this just a euphemism for rehab? First of all, wellness retreat is that a thing? It's something that the publicists have invented. At least they're admitting that alcoholism is part of the treatment plan. And so, yes, that would be. Therefore, if it's any kind of treatment center at all, it would include the treatment of his alcoholism. And they did mention cognitive behavioral therapy, which is one of the the modalities we use in treating alcoholism. So let's just say he has alcoholism, he's getting treatment. Now, all the euphemisms they throw around it should be discarded. They only add to stigma. So that's one issue. Why do they still do that? I don't know. They even said fatigue and he needs rest and he is quiet, all the usual BS, and I, I just I won't hear of it. So that's number one. So let's, let's call it what it is, and, put, and good for him that he's getting treated. Agreed. Good for him. However, yeah. however yeah. if you are paying more than $8,000 a month for treatment, you are getting ripped off, in my humble opinion. We used to do it for $3,500 a month quite effectively, and let's not forget that people do it for free all the time using community-based mutual aid societies. So over $8,000 a month, the treatment modalities are suspect and are not based in evidence-based science. So $120,000? Beyond, beyond. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. And by the way, most people in their first three months of treatment really don't even remember what happens. Their, Their brains aren't right. They're detoxing. They're just getting started. They're getting enrolled in the process. It's not as though you can do intensive treatment, but here's the bigger problem. 
This is another case of celebrities getting special treatment. How many times have you heard me talk about that? Many. Whenever they get exceptional or special treatment that's above the standard, they are getting substandard care. You are getting people who are giving special consideration to this special person, which is anathema what this individual needs. This individual needs to be treated like a human being with an illness who gets the best standard of care, needs to get humble and honest and get with the program and be a human being with an illness like everybody else. It's a necessary quality of the recovery. All right, let me ask this. He spent $120,000. It doesn't mean he automatically is getting bad treatment, or does it? Look, I don't know the treatment center. I don't want to. I, I'm in no position to assess it. I'm. It sounds special, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And whenever and whenever celebrities get special treatment that other people don't have access to, I consider that a risk to that individual. Again, I will just point you to Conrad Murray as case one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are many others. I used to see them hand over fist pulling celebrities out of special treatment and special relationships and special interventions, it's always a catastrophe. The standard of care is the standard because the standard is the best. We We all deliver the highest quality of care. If you're doing something different, you're doing something suspect. We had to put a family member in um, into a rehab, and we had our choices from this company. And a family member of mine was like, oh, so I can pay double for a beach view? Or they can just go to, like, Culver City. Are you kidding me? Right. It's insanity. And and, and, and listen, the very first principles of recovery, the the nature of addiction and alcoholism has to be assailed initially on the front of humility and rigorous honesty. That's the very first sort of frame you have to form for the patient. They have to get off their pedestal. They have to be a human with a condition. They have to look at their stuff, and they have to be treated with respect and and sincerity and honesty and directness like every other human being. And then they need to get in a room with all the other human beings and share their feelings. And that requires humility and honesty, and that has to start day one. Yeah, and, so, and starting so, it off, and starting it off by saying it's not even uh, it's it's he's fatigued. He's I mean it's like already off on the wrong foot. You, well, I, I don't know that he has anything to yeah, do with that. It just offends me that publicists start that spinning that BS and it adds to stigma. It's, yeah, I it, hate it. It's slightly that's, enabling. Is yeah, what I guess. and I, and that's exactly. I wanted to go back to that point also, Jensen. Thank you for circling back because I feel like we should be at the point, Doctor, as you have said many times, that addiction is a disease. Nobody yep. would ever. Nobody would ever lie about. He had skin cancer. You know right. what I what mean? What if he had pneumonia and he went in the hospital for some right. antibiotics? Would you go? And by the way, he was fatigued. It's like no. <laughs> okay, come on, stop. It. I mean, he could have been tired and, if he had and, pneumonia. And Jensen had a theory yesterday that kind of holds water, and I want to see if you agree that part of it might be that representatives of stars don't want to run into any kind of insurance risk for Kid Harrington in this example's next job if he's even been uh, associated it's like with the, alcoholism. The low yeah. hand, the low yeah. hand rule, yeah. Interesting, interesting, but the reality is that the employer has no right to any, that current employer or future employers has no right to any information other than the patient had a medical problem, he's in care, it's stable, it's satisfactorily treated. That's it. That's it. You've, Anything else is discrimination. You've seen this a long, long time, though, How, and just this is going to take wild speculation. How long do you think it's going to be before people getting treatment is considered a positive and not a negative? Boy, that's an interesting question because I, I thought we were already there. Same. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I don't – it breaks my heart to think that we will just keep struggling. I don't know. I, I hope most of us are there already. I, 
it, it's obviously, you know, no one, no one wants to raise their hand. No one likes raising their hand and saying, I have a psychiatric problem. Let me be the first to, to raise my hand and say, I have chronic anxiety, I have panic in college, I have a mood disturbance, and I'm, pr- I'm not proud of it, but, hey, I'm a human being like everybody else. And we all have to stand together with these basic, um, honest, and authentic versions of ourselves rather than the publicist versions, which I think people are sick and tired of. Amen. Agreed. Hey, are you about to get hit by a truck? Somebody's collecting trash right here. Right? <laughs> I really am about to get by a truck, but I've managed to move into position. Dr. Drew is in a truck and trying to back it up right now. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Drew is in a Yeah, he's, he's running a garbage truck. <laughs> I want you to get out of the street is what I'm saying. All right, oh Dr. Drew, Midday Live, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 oh, on oh, 7. one thing, one yes. thing. Yes, I interviewed Bert Kreischer's wife on Dr. Drew After Dark. It's oh, coming up. Ooh. Oh, my it. God. He, I, he was so funny yesterday, but I almost called in to tell you what she told me about when they broke up when they were dating. He was so taken with her that she, he started being too much of a bro, and she goes, I can't be around this. She broke up. He couldn't leave his house. She said he visited She visited him about two weeks later. He hadn't eaten. He was standing in the shower crying, sipping on oh, Slim Oh, my God. You're saying Burt Kreischer missed a meal? That's shocking. Oh. That's what his wife did to him. So you got to have to listen to that interview. It's pretty revealing. I Absolutely. I can't wait. And the current episode with Mike Catherwood worth checking yeah. out as well. Don't forget the Swole Patrol, Adam and Dr. Drew show, and the Dr. Drew podcast. Uh, you can find them all at drdrew.com and download the Heal app of the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. As always, lots of heat and light on this topic, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, guys. Bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? In your butt. Oh. Oh, that's (laughs) different. Yeah. Yeah. Allie, what's happening in your butt? Not a lot, but thank you for asking. What's going on? I can tell you about a Hollywood actor that decided randomly to post 17 selfies in 10 minutes on Instagram. Uh, Shirtless, um, close-ups of his face, mirror shots, wide shots. This actor, his his last post was over a month ago. So people were like, was he hacked? What is happening? Baby driver's Ansel Elgort is the one who posted these. So people weren't mad. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that. Um but no captions, no nothing. Hmm. Just 17 shirtless selfies in 10 minutes. Now, do we think he thought he was texting those to someone? Don't know. Um the comments under are quite amusing. <laughs> His girlfriend commented, "I think this one's the best, but they're all pretty good to be honest." His divergent castmate Zoe Kravitz wrote Dude, what is happening right now? <laughs> His West Side Story co-star, Rachel Zegler, was amused and said, My entire feed is just your posts. Thank you for blessing my insomnia, buddy. I still have no idea why. And I'm look like, that's have you odd. seen? It's, yeah, look at odd. this. All these wow, pictures. Wow, that's odd. But then, it's like someone stole his phone, yeah. exactly, and then took pictures like yeah, Ali and Chip did exactly online. But like you said, like you said, it's still a better reaction than if like John Lovitz did it. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. You are okay with shirtless Ansel Elgort. Good However, pull, though, Jensen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> my, the opposite of Ansel Elgort, John Lovitz. <laughs> However, I mean, yesterday, why do, you, why do you just go with Craig Kilborn while you're at it? <laughs> If that's better than John Lovitz. Craig <laughs> Kilborn, he goes, it was like, it was like irrelevant. It was so weird. Yeah. So anyway. If you missed that, I mean, we have a podcast. Um, yesterday, he posted the trailer for his new movie, The Goldfinch. 
Yeah. So I don't know if this was pre-planned, get everybody kind of talking about him for well, a day. Well, it didn't work because I never heard about this, this this phone thing that you're talking about at all. Well, you don't have your finger on the pulse of I hot young Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the Goldfinch trailer? I didn't watch it. Couldn't care okay. less. I was like, well, are I you naked book, in it? And the oh, book, okay. Same. The, the book was amazing mm-hmm. and won a Pulitzer Prize. So okay. I'm very excited about the movie. And it's one of those that I wondered how they were going to be able to film it. But it looks like they did it. It's got a great cast. Okay. See, I saw uh, Goldfinger. Is it similar? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean the band, not the movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, okay. He's a, good, he's a good actor, though, and it's a yeah. good uh, source material, so I'm hoping good things for the for the movie. Excellent. You guys, X-Men Dark Phoenix, originally supposed to come out November 2nd, 2018, pushed back to no, uh, February 14th of this year, but now we know it's coming out June 9th. But why the lengthy delay? According to star James McAvoy, it was due to reshoots, specifically how the ending had to be changed due to similarities to another superhero film. It's like being part of one of the biggest comic book movies to to hit the the scene in the longest time. Great question Mm -hmm. right there. Um, (laughs) He told Yahoo Movies that the end of Dark Phoenix changed a hell of a lot. The finale had to change. There was a lot of overlap and parallels with another superhero movie that came out a while ago. We had no idea that we were basically going through the same material. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So they had to reshoot a bunch of stuff, and now people are saying uh, they think they're talking about Captain Marvel. So a similar finale to that movie. Interesting. And then uh, based on comments made by producer Hutch Parker, it's likely the similarity in finales had to do with the whole setting of space. What what kind of element that uh, maybe the audience won't expect will happen in the movie? Can you can you give that away? Space. Uh, space. <laughs> Space. Space. But thank um, you. Is there anything I could expect out of the ordinary? I'm sure there is, but maybe like you can hint to something. Space. I can't wait till Friday. Uh, well, it's, it's not Friday. It's, yeah, it's going to be June 9th, um, but definitely space. How much was uh, cut out of the movie, or was everything kept in? <laughs> I, well, I, I literally started the story by saying they had to reshoot the whole uh, ending, essentially. But um, that is a great a question. Ever in the history of movies, <laughs> right. where everything, everything was left everything. in and everything. nothing was cut out. No cuts. Yeah, and where, um, do you think there's rooms at the Marriott available? Do you know? I don't. I don't. We're okay. just talking about um, Dark Phoenix, which. Yeah. I'll be giving away um, tickets tomorrow for the K-Rock Advanced That looks great, but can you imagine just making that phone call? Like, you have to change a lot. Can you imagine being the director of that movie? You go to see Captain Marvel or whatever (laughs) movie it happens to be. You watch it, and you're just like, God damn it. (laughs) And you just start calling people. Like, we have to change everything. That's unbelievable. Let's... Let's let's let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get like nervous. My nervous ticks. Let's hear it, man. I'm glad you repeated them in case he didn't hear them. Yeah. That, I can listen not only to you speak, but those how. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fine work right there. Mugs, you're a delight. Hate myself. No, you no, you don't. Don't say that in front of me. That's gold. Don't you dare. You're the lifeblood of this show. 
Guys, Halsey <laughs> took to Twitter to recount events that left her with a very bruised up middle toe. Um, yep. Bear with me for a minute. Okay. Uh, let, let, me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, I was trying to save a hurt butterfly in the jungle. I broke my toe. Turns out the butterfly was already dead. She oh. stepped on it. What? When she broke that coup? I don't know what's happening with Halsey, <laughs> but it delights me that she would be in the jungle and then be rushing to help a butterfly. Breaks her toe. Then she's like, oh, it was already dead. But here we are as a people. It does show, the. it speaks to the futility of life, I think. It really does. It is. <laughs> Nothing matters. It is very deep. Absolutely. But I mean, this woman, she's trying to save butterflies. Granted, already dead. She's paying off people's uh, tickets that they get because they're in their car speeding because her music is amping them up. We assume she's dating that boy she brought into K-Rock. Youngblood, yeah. yeah. Youngblood, yeah. Absolutely. She said not to bring it up on the air, so yeah, just saying it's been it, a while. Assuming, been a while. Excuse me, sir. Can I get your thoughts uh, about all the honeybees dying off, <laughs> which uh, is a result of all the pesticides that uh, they put in in all these pesticides, <laughs> <laughs> sir? This is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been there. Once you know you can't say that word again, it's the only word you can think of. Give me more. They put all the pesticides in the no more. pesticides. All the more. Who was that question to? It was a man on the street. Yeah. Amazing. About about bees. Yeah. It was amazing. And remember the guy that was like, I'm all about them bees. <laughs> oh, that was one of my all-time favorites. That was pretty great. All right. How about one more? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it, addiction. How how have you how besides going you know the rehab path? I'm sure every day is is a is a continuing is a continuing process of. I don't I I don't think I'm a codependent, but I definitely I definitely have forms of. Um, I have an addictive personality. I think when it comes to substances, I, I I've I've learned to cope with it. I actually have anxiety anxiety disorder, bad, and like that's how I think I tend to turn to substances to kind of cope with that. But I I, I find that exercise <laughs> like natural things like exercise works, and um, yeah. Was there anyone in front of you at the time? There doesn't need to no. be, <laughs> sir. This is a Popeye's chicken. Yeah, who was? Uh, I'm 11 years old. I have no idea. <laughs> you don't remember who it was? No. Wow. You're a gift. You're a gift. Never Killing stop. It. Love it. Correct that. Can Love we, it uh, so much. Let's play every one day before I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's just spend a show. No, I would every love that single piece of beer bug tape. Yeah. And another day, Rodney. Absolutely. Mugs I interviews. Would, I would enjoy that. Who was it that was on like a little scooter or even a wheelchair, and you started singing? They see me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> the late great Stan Lee. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was gonna. Yeah. I'm surprised you survived that. Yeah. Well, didn't you do one of the last ever interviews with Stan Lee, if I remember correctly? Yes. If I, I think it. Here comes the man, Stan. Man, Stan Lee. What the f***? All right. I mean, that that went too far right there. Just saying. Hey, let's get out of here, shall we? Birthdays. Absolutely. Jake the Snake Roberts, Tom Morello, and I don't know how to say her name. Adina Menzel. And that's what's happening.
Uh, thank you, Allie. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness. What about Kevin? From the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. People are trying to throw me off. They don't know right? that I can't be messed with. You no, can't. you have horse no. blinders on. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's Friday, so we have Keep It 100. We also have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a rapper. Where's uh, Kevin? Talk to everybody that has seen Galaxy's Edge. At Disneyland, and Bean won't stop Kevin, talking. Such a disease. Bean won't stop talking about a movie. Oh, God. <laughs> about a dictionary. <laughs> Literally a dictionary. And he won't stop talking about it. It's not about. I mean, it's about the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, 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 that. Never mind. Let's take so it off the schedule. So it's not about a dictionary. I mean, technically, it's a hundred percent about a dictionary. Okay. Okay, that's tomorrow. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. K R O Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.